Okay, you ready for this? I'm going with the Giants. I think their defense is going to be so fired up. I think they're going to do enough to slow down. And you ready for this? Wow. Call me crazy, everybody. Call me nuts, Jerry Foley. Giants went 20 to 16 and a pumped up crowd. It's supposed to be sunny, 64. Winks unit is flying out there. They're going to get their first interception. Probably one of my Notre Dame guys will come up with it. Whatever you want to say, Jerry, who do you got? I don't think you're nuts. I just I, do. I really think the Giants are going to be five and one. Did we think they were going to be four and one? No. We had the Packers and he blow. Giants 27-23. Thibodeau gets his first one. Good Strip sack. Strip sack for Thibodeau this week. Hey, Giant fans! Welcome to the Giant Insider podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano, and I, I guess I got to add another one, maybe Oscar Nieves, a longtime listener of ours, has added Bistradamus. <laughs> I mean, look, dude, um, we both predicted they win, but you went the extra mile and said strip sack by Thibodeau. You guys just heard it. Um, and a, a former Golden Dome was probably going to get the pick to, to, you know, to seal it. I, I mean, Chris, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm pretty damn impressed with the prediction. <laughs> but, uh, dude, in all honesty, I mean, how. We say it every week now, but how great is it to do these, to watch this team five and one? I mean, we both picked them, but were we being surprised if they lost? No. And at 20 to 10, it felt like, you know what? Did the, is the talent of the Ravens too great for the Giants to overcome? Are we finally there again like we kind of were in Dallas? But damn it, if they didn't do it again. I mean, what a great feeling Monday morning, Chris. This is unbelievable, buddy. Yeah, and I appreciate, look, I appreciate all the kind words from people on Twitter. I somewhat even half forgot, I even said that on the podcast last week. I got to be honest with you, Jerry. Um, yeah. And I saw so many tweets coming my way. Hey, Biz, you predicted this. You predicted... Well, before anybody starts labeling me the prophet Isaiah, let's also remember I also had Darius Slayton having a big game <laughs> with over 100 yards, and that was nowhere near reality. Uh, but Darius did do some good things, too. He did draw that hold, and... And he had a first down reception to the bump. But, yeah, look. So, let, uh, yeah, look. It was funny, Jerry. When he made it 20 to 10, I'm sitting with a guy in the booth. And I said, ah, I don't like it. I think we're, I think we're done. Yep. But, but I'm not counting this team out. Right. Previous teams, previous years, I would have been like, we're done. Let me get my stuff together. I'll start heading down to the locker, uh, to the presser, and you know that's it. See you later, um, finito, as Pat Sherman used to say. You know, um, but dude, when he made it twenty to ten, I said, "Well, I I think they're done. Doesn't look good, but let's see what Daniel does on this drive." Right. And once again, Daniel Jones came up big for this team when they needed him. Yep. And he's he's living proof right now. You don't have to throw for 330 yards to win games. Right. Okay? You have to be efficient. Don't turn the ball over. Make some key throws. Jerry, they were completing third and 12s yesterday, third and 15s, third and 10s. Yeah. To, to receive is like Marcus Johnson. I think Wandell <laughs> had one. Yeah, he did. Big one. I think Richie James might have even had one. Dude, they had no right completing these balls. With this receiving group. Yep. And Jones is making big-time completions. Right. And I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah. 
And now when they get in that red zone, especially the low red, with Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, years in the past, it was, well, we're not going to score. You know, we could, we could run 15 plays, we're not going to score. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. But now you look at it like, oh, you know, we're going to get in the end zone here. Yeah, yeah. And look, I put on something Twitter. I put something on Twitter a little while ago. <clears throat> Daniel Jones, this kid has been beat up by the media. Um, and I'm partially to blame for that. I'm not going to say I never beat the kid up. You know, I'd be a hypocrite if I said that. By the fan base for a better part of three years, right? Yep. Basically mm-hmm. saying this kid stinks. This kid will never be a franchise. And like I put on Twitter a little while ago, dude, I don't know what's going to happen next season, but I can tell you this. This I can tell you. I've been telling you this now for a few weeks now. Brian Gable, Kafka, they're falling in love with Daniel. Okay? Yeah. Don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. But the point was three plus year and yesterday for the first time, for the first time. Now, Daniel's a very serious guy. I mean, I'm sure he's fools around, you know, maybe away from the field with his teammates. And, but for the most part, he's very, like, he's very, even more than Eli. Even Eli used to joke once in a while, you know. But right. Dan, Daniel's very serious. He's very wary of the media. He's been taking a beating from the media. And he's very guarded with the media. He'll give you your answers, this and that, you know, and that's yeah. the way he is. And I even tried to loosen him up a few times, tell him I'll smoke him on a golf course. You know, let me know when you want to, you know, you might be better than me throwing a football, but I'll smoke you on a tee, on a tee box. And I, you know, and he just gives that, yeah, and he gives a half laugh, you know, very standoffish, very, not in a bit, not to say he's a bad person, just, just the way he is. He's guarded yeah. with the media. Yeah. And he even admitted to us in the OTAs that, or maybe at the beginning of the year, I don't remember the exact time period, but he basically said, yeah, for the most part, we really don't like doing these things, but we have to do them. I don't know if you remember him yeah. saying that. Yep. So, and, and Daniel doesn't do it in a malicious way, you know? Right. But for the first time, Jerry, I got Daniel by himself. What He gets dressed, and then he has to go into the presser room to do his presser, you know, which is after every game. So I caught him as he was getting dressed, and I went over to him. It was just me and him. You know, and I was like, Daniel, I put my hand out. Daniel, congratulations, man. You know, hey, another great job when his team here. And he, and he looked at me and he goes, thanks, man. You know, thanks. I appreciate it, you know. Um, usually he's just like, thank you. I'm always respectful. Don't get me wrong. Always respectful. Yeah, right, great right, great right. kid, man. Raised yeah. the right way. Yeah. Great kid. Very humble. Yep. But for some reason, the way he said it to me yesterday, and I looked at him, I said, yeah, no, no problem, Daniel. I said, you, you've been doing this all year, brother. You know? And I said, you remember a couple of weeks ago, like three weeks ago, I said, dude, let it rip. Let it have fun. Let, you know, have fun, brother. You know, yeah. if this is it, let, you know, let. and he laughed at me, you know, and he, which he usually never does. He's just like, oh, thanks. He always gives, oh, thanks, you know. <laughs> right, right. And this time, he, and I just sensed it. So I said, okay, I'll, you know, Daniel, I'll see you during a week. I'll see you in a little bit in the presser, you know. Yeah, thanks, man. I, you know, I appreciate it, man. He goes, things are going well. You know, we'll, we'll try to keep this going. He, the extra words right there. And I said to myself, I said, yeah. wow. Interesting. That's the first time that Daniel, I sensed a little like, oh, come yeah. out of his body. Yeah. Not like, oh, I'm showing these ass. I'm showing these dopes. You know, not like that. <laughs> yeah, right. And believe me, believe me, players are like that, you know? Yeah, sure. It was just like, oh, like, uh, like a relief. Like, hey, we're five and one. And we're not five and one in spite of me. 
were five and one because of me too. And there's all and there's other factors in this. And we'll get into it, especially this game, especially by a certain player that I love. No pun intended. So, but anyway, so and I, I just said to myself, dude, I was like, it's the first time I seen Daniel just like give a little sigh of relief, man. Have a little. Okay, I enjoy this. And even with the presser, he laughed a little bit, gave a cracked a smile, which is to get Daniel to laugh is isn't the most isn't the easiest thing, you know? Right. Um I got him one time, I think it was last year I got him when I said that somebody was better than him in basketball. I forgot who it was, and he was like, Oh no way, I'll kill him on a basketball court. And he kinda laughed, you know. But he's not the easiest guy to get to laugh. He's always very serious. And like I said, he's very guarded with the media, you know. And like, and I just want to reemphasize, not in a bad way, not that he's a punk, not that he just, he hates yeah, us. Sure. Well, I'm sure he does. I don't know if he's not the biggest fan, I'm sure, but he does, you know, just in a guarded way, you know, that's the way he is, you know. Um, um, so I, I just wanted to point that out, dude. I, I'm happy for him, Jerry, because I love the kid personally. He's a great dude. Yeah. And I want to see him have success. I don't know which direction this organization will go. After the Super Bowl, but we'll see. Which I've already looked for ticket prices. <laughs> after we upset the Bills in the Super Bowl, I don't know which way is the no. So anyway, no. Okay, I'm just having some fun here. So, um, but I'm happy he's enjoying success. They're a yeah. five and one team. Yeah, I think after yesterday's win, dude, a lot of people I see it on Twitter. You know, a lot of people that cover the league, and a lot of people are now writing, "Hey, this, these guys are for real." You know, um, these guys better be taken seriously because yeah. they might not have the most talent, but they're going to fight you tooth and nail to the yeah. end. And we saw that again yesterday where once again in the fourth quarter, it looked like they were dead and buried, which I guess is an appropriate term in Halloween season. It looked like they were dead and buried. <laughs> and once again, Jerry, they come back double digit, whatever Big drives, big turnovers, big plays. It's incredible. I, I, you know, I'm driving on the way home yesterday. And I, I know you saw the video, and I'm just thinking because, <laughs> and and I'm listening. I, you know, and I'm I'm like, and I was talking to a few guys, you know, in the organization after the game yesterday. Guys are covered the giant, and they just look at me like, "Yo, Biz, I, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it." You know? Yeah. 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 And, and I was just, that's why I was driving home like, hey, look, I don't know how we're 5-1, and one, <laughs> but we, I mean, we could get into reasons why. We know why they're 5-1, but the point being, like, I don't know how they're 5-1, and one, but they're 5-1, and one, and it's a real credit. And I don't care what Brian Dable says, and, you know, I break Dave's chops, you know. I'm like, yeah, even yesterday I was like, you know, you're not as good as you think you are. You still, you know. I don't care about your five and one record. Fooling around, <laughs> and even then keep he wouldn't keep him ground. Keep him grounded, Chris. Keep and even grounded. And, 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 and I'm just fooling around with Dave's, you know, no, folks. No. If anybody's wondering, you know, and even then he instead of saying, "Yeah, you could do this," or something, he was like, "Even that, even after I broke his chops, he's like, yeah, you know, hey, these players are incredible." But let's face it, Jerry Foley, here on October seventeenth, coaching mm. is just. The biggest difference with this team, there isn't any question. I grabbed Mike Kafka after the game, and me and Mike were talking a little bit. You know, and the coaching is the biggest reason. Coaching matters 
And Jerry, I'll let you jump in a second. I just want to finish mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Go for it. That's the biggest difference, dude. There's no question about it. Um, they got these guys believing. These guys believe they could win any damn game. And that includes if Josh Allen and the boys came rolling in next weekend. They believe yeah. they could win any game. They believe they could win in the fourth quarter. They believe in Brian Dable and Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale schemes. They believe this coach there could get them over the hump at any game. Any game. Sorry, Jerry. Jump in, bro. Dude, don't apologize. That was awesome. And, and that's the insight that, that you know, I – look, folks, I, I joke around about it, but I'm serious. Like, you, you want to hear from Chris a lot of times in the locker room and those stories that you – look, I don't have those stories. So that, that's, that's what you – it's what we bring to the table here. And, and those uh, conversations that you have with guys on the side are very important and enlightening. I mean, it's an awesome story. It's great to hear that. Uh, and, and I think there is something to what you said about Jones being more relaxed and you know, good for him, man. He's five and one. And I look, I, I want to put a number on it. I think it's 55, 45. It's going to change long season. But right now, if you had to make a decision right now, I think it's 55, 45. He stays. I think it's 55, 45. This organization says, you know what? We can win with this kid, and he's proving it. And he's doing it, like you said, on that drive with you know Marcus Johnson, who looks okay, but Marcus Johnson, Wandale Robinson, who had his coming out party, which was awesome to see. I was way more impressed with the first down reception the kid made than the touchdown play. Right, right? right. That first down reception was huge, and it was in traffic, and that was what a pass from Jones, right? Like Dan Bellinger, who was, he was really coming of age now. He's really coming into his own. A kid that I expected to be the second tight end on this team and maybe contribute something by the end of the season. He's the starter, and he's the, the, the ultimate weapon for us in the passing game right now. And Dable, at the end of that game, you talk about a guy who gets it. I and mean, I'm sure you saw the clip of being there. Maybe you didn't see it. That game ends. He's fist-pumping, hugging guys, and he points to Wink Martindale. And Martindale points back, and I'm thinking, man, that he knows how much that meant to Martindale. Martindale didn't talk about it, but you said it, right? This game's going to mean a lot to him. And for Dable to do that and to point at him, as soon as that game's over, Martindale points back, then they shake hands. I mean, my God, talk about a coach who not only is doing the right things in the film room and motivation-wise and getting these guys to play smart, but he gets it. He's getting the the – you know, the kind of the, the abstract part of this sport where he knew that meant something. He, as soon as the game ended, he went over to his guy. Uh, Chris, what, what else can you say about Dable? I mean, why are they 5-1? and one? Well, th- this coach is incredible. He's got these guys playing to their abilities, round pegs into round holes, and they're playing smart. And yesterday, Chris, you look at those stats and you think, how in the hell did the Giants win this game? And two things jump out. Turnovers, okay? The, the one at the end of the half was nothing. That's not a turnover. It counts, but, you know, whatever. And penalties. Ten to three. And penalties at critical times. Third and one, you know, Lamar Jackson has that first down. But false start or, or legal formation, whatever it was. Right. And then the next play, you know, fumbled snap or bad snap, whatever it was. And then a careless pass by Jackson. But, yeah. The, you know, there's so much that go, there's so much to just play smart, play within yourself, and don't commit turnovers. And and that's it's still the stat at the end of the game, Chris, that means the most. And the penalties, yeah. the the lack of penalties that we committed, that's why we won this game, dude. That's why we won the game. Yeah, yeah, Jerry, I couldn't have said it better, bro. Uh, and just one one other stat, Jerry, that you, you yeah. it just slipped your mind. Um, um, one and three in the red zone. 
Yeah, Ravens right. were one of three in the red zone. Right. I mean, that's Keeping what the Giants. The that's yeah, what the right. Giants have been doing all year. Yep. They're keeping teams out of the red zone. Yep. If the Ravens are two or three, the game yeah, is right. lost. Yep. So now, for the first time all year, big plays hurt the Giants. Yeah. Right. Kenyon Drake, a yeah. white beginning of the year, when I saw him, I was like, ah, he's a he's a shell of himself. I'm more worried about Dobbins. Well, right. Kenyon Drake had an incredible game. Busting two 30-yard runs, one for a touchdown. He runs for 100 yards. I did not see that coming. But it happened. Right, right. It's the same a few times. Kenyon Drake is still hurt you when he gets to that second level, as we saw yesterday. <laughs> right, <laughs> okay? Right, right. Lamar hurting him, uh, obviously with his legs a little bit. And, of course, Mark Andrews, the guy you didn't <laughs> want to hurt you, hurts them. God, God. Okay? But even that... You keep him out of the end zone two out of three times. That was huge. Yes. Their third down percentage, not as good as Wink would like, 40%. But, you know, just for instance, like the first drive of the game, the Ravens are moving the ball, no problem. And then the Giants come up with a big six-yard loss on Lamar. Yeah. They have to punt. Takes them out. You know, they do, are they catching some breaks this year? Yeah. I mean, Justin Tucker, who, who doesn't miss, misses yesterday. <laughs> well, well wait, that would have that that would have gone seventy, Chris. That hit right. the, like towards the top yeah. of that. Uh, unbelievable, right? Dude, if anybody He's says, great. if anybody says, "Oh, Chris, you know that's not the easiest fifty-five to Tucker," that's easy fifty-five. Yeah, no win. That's a chip right. shot to Tucker. It's he a chip shot it. to that dude. He blasted that. Ball. Even you know, even when I was talking with Graham Gano after the game, I was like, "Graham, I thought I was seeing things." I was like, "I don't think I ever saw that." We're talking, <laughs> laughing. Yeah. He goes, "It's incredible." He goes, "That guy's the best." You know, even he admits, yeah. you know, that guy. He goes, "That guy's incredible." You know. Yeah. So yeah. they catch some breaks too. Don't yep. get me wrong. Do they deserve those breaks after what the hell has happened to this organization? The way you know, yeah, I think they do, dude. Yeah. I think they've allowed those breaks. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So the first drive, that big, this is what they're doing. Like they're marching down the field. The first drive, basically, they're, they're at least going to have a field goal. Yeah. Maybe you know, six yard loss. Boom, takes them out of field goal range. We saw it last week. In London, Dexter with a big sack on a big situational play, knocks Green Bay out of field goal range. Yep. These are the little things they're doing, man. You know, uh, and they're catching some breaks. Like I said, I think the Ravens had what? Dude, they had to have five illegal formations yesterday. Yeah, Four starts, illegal formations, whatever. Um, big one, obviously. Lamar makes the first down. Out of, then they, they make it. It turns around. It's third and five now. Yep. And then the snap. And then... For some unknown reason, Lamar Jackson tries to force a ball across, you know, across his body a little bit. Julian's just reading his eyes, has the pick, and then goes nice return, sets up the Giants for the win. Now, once again, dude, when the defense needs a stop, it's 24-20 after a nice design play to Bellinger. Uh, excuse me, uh, Saquon goes in, right? It's 24-20. 24-20, yep. They get the ball back with timeouts and time. Clock was not a factor. They had timeouts. They had a minute 40-something. You know, mm -hmm. not a factor. And then Thibodeau, who's been making more and more of an impact each week. Yeah. And as Dable said, you know, during the week, he said he's been affecting the pocket. He's been affecting the pocket more and more. And I brought that up yesterday in the press. I don't know if you heard it, dude. Did you listen to the post-game press? I was yeah. like, you know, I was like, Coach, you, you've been saying he's affecting the pocket. Well, there you go. Yeah. You yeah. can't affect it more than that. Strip yeah. sack, ends the game. Did you see him trying to chase that ball down? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Watch. I watched that play a billion times. 
I mean, I, I made an analogy last night on Twitter. They look like a pit bull starving on a hot Brooklyn <laughs> night with a piece of meat on the street corner. That's the way he was running after that. I mean, he looked like he was possessed to get that ball. Yep. The way he was like this, he was his whole body going after it like a like a wild man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so he look, the kid was a closer in Oregon. It's a big difference between a uh, you know, Jerry, a, 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 a sack guy, and then some sack guys, eh, you know, and when they need him in the fourth quarter, you know, uh, where are they, you know? Right, right, right. Well, Thibodeau, I remember him in Oregon. He was a closer. Fourth quarter right. is his quarter. He admits it. And then you saw it, you got a taste of it for the first time as a giant. <clears throat> Yesterday, he closed it like a Von Miller type. I'm not comparing it to a quarter. I'm just saying. No, I know. But what right. Vaughn does his whole career, Vaughn makes those big sacks when they need it. Yep. You know, and that's what Thibodeau did. Said they needed a big sack. He was going against a guy in McCowry who's who's a swing tackle for them because Morgan Moses was out. He took advantage of it and boom, the game over, dude. And then Saquon takes the knee, kind of uh, takes the dive at the end. And you talk about coaching matters, dude, so... Yep, Chris, Chris, hang on. I want to, I want to stay on that. Chris, hang on one second. We're going to be back after this, guys. Hang on. And we're back. All right, go ahead with your point on Saquon. Yeah, so Saquon goes down, and, and you talk about where coaching matters, right? Yeah. Now, Saquon goes in there. It's 31-20. The, game, the game's going to be over, all right? But you never know, but the game's going to be over, basically. But the point was... It's situational football. Dable discussed it with uh, discussed it with Saquon. Yeah. And Saquon told me this in his locker, getting dressed before his presser. You know, uh, Saquon, you do that on your own? I mean, you know, that was a smart – you know, and he was like, well, you know, me and Dable talked about it. We talked about it, what we had to do if that situation came up. I got one. So he goes over and Dable says, hey, if you bust, if you're going in, go down. Right. We'll end it, you know? Right. For sure, we're going to end it. <clears throat> yeah. Instead of giving a team a miracle chance, which we've seen in this league, dude. Uh, Chris, I, I wrote yesterday, this this organization, these fans have seen too many miracles go against them. When when Saquon did that, I probably cheered as loud as I did during the love pick or the, the Thibodeau sack. I, I, I went nuts because I just thought, what an unselfish player. And he made the joke about fantasy owners, which was kind of funny. Thought about that as soon as he did it. But what an unselfish player. What a smart player. And, and it's great that, that you know you have a coach who is coaching literally every situation constantly. Um, I, I'm just saying I, I, was, I was as excited about the unselfishness of that play and the smarts behind it. I think the – look, I'm not an analytics guy. I admit it. There's a lot of analytics I can't stand. But that was one where it went from a 95% victory if they scored to 99 by sliding. So – um, just, I, I loved it, Chris. Yeah. Coaching, you have to be aware of every situation. You have to go over every damn detail in this game, yeah. you know? Yep. yep. Um, so I thought that was, you know, uh, I, I, to me, it wouldn't have made a difference. I'm sure the Giants would have held on anyway. But it's the point. The point I'm making is coaching, right? They're situational. Yeah. They knew what to do. That was the right thing to do. They did it. Right. They will went over with them. Didn't forget about it. You see coaches there. Oh, oh, you saw it a couple weeks ago. I forget the game. And the coach is like, uh, yeah, I, sh I, I didn't go over with him. I should have. I forget which game it was now. But I was like, well, dude, you're a head coach. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. So, you know, and, you know, Jerry, once again, like I've been pointing out with Dable, he's a fiery dude. Yeah. He's a fiery dude. Yeah. And you saw him go crazy on the refs yesterday. He And he was really pissed off because the Giants oh, the, had. The, the clock ran out. 
Right. The, the, the clock ran out. He was letting the ref have it. Yeah. After the game, he took the high road. He was like, I don't know, you got to ask the refs because that's not my call, you know. Um, and he's, you know, he was really pissed off. They only had 10 guys in the field and one touchdown, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, you could tell a fire in his eyes there. He was firing on the sidelines when he was down 20 to 10. But then when he gives that, when he kind of like lets that fire out, he just, okay, next play. Everybody relax. This is what we need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, you know that passive aggressive mentality is very important, dude. Because a lot of guys get into that aggressive mentality, and when you just stay focused on an aggressive mentality, you forget details, dude. Mm. It's like having it's like a real good batter in a batter's box where they're very passive aggressive, but they know a hook's coming or they know their game plan in a box, and they're ready for the next pitch. You know, in coaching, you can't have that aggressive mentality, and because what happens is you start forgetting little details. Because you're like, oh, I'm, oh, you know, and yeah, right. dude, I've seen it a million times with coaches, yeah. you know. Uh, but so Dave's a, has a great tendency to be aggressive, let the steam out, let the fire out, either on the players uh, uh, or the refs. But then, it's, and then it's just like right back to, okay, relax, boom, all right, let's go, next play, we we got this, relax, let's let's go over yeah. this and this and that. I think that's a. To me, Jerry, so far that's that's been one of the, a big thing with me with Dable, man. You know, big. Thing I, I love his attitude in the presser when they, somebody asked him about Daniel Jones and he said fourth quarter again, right? It was fourth quarter, like kind of an attitude, like oh, he's being a wise Jones. Ass. Yeah, yeah, love I know it. Dave. Oh, I know man. Dable. He's being a wise. Ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's Parcelsian the way he answered that question. I loved it, but I, I also <laughs> want to go back to something you said about yeah. Thibodeau. Yeah. When you said uh, closer, and we haven't had that since human, you're a tuck straight hand. Like those were guys, George right. Martin in the 80s would maybe get five, six sacks a year, but they seem to all come with one minute to go in the fourth quarter, right? And, and we haven't had that in so long. And to see that kid do that, uh, you know, look, there's some talent on this defense, but he's now, he's going to be the premier guy, him and Dexter Lawrence. You can just kind of see it flourishing, see it happening. Nothing against Leonard Williams, but those two guys are are right now the, the rising stars on this defense. And soon you have to account for Thibodeau, and, and you could see it each week. He's getting closer and closer, and to get it at that time. And then the crying, the emotion he showed after the game. Like, that was great. That's, like, you know, everybody questioned this kid's attitude before the draft. Does he really care? I, what do you think now, guys? I mean, for those, for anyone who said, does this kid care? He's crying after the game. And listen, you know, there, there's hot dogging, and then there's, you know, when he salsa right? To me, that's, he knows the history of this franchise and knows what that meant. I love that. Absolutely love it. So I just uh, wanted to touch on those two things, the, the Thibodeau closing yeah. and then, you know, the, the Dable fourth quarter, right? Yeah, it was fourth quarter. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's fourth quarter with Daniel. Right. Uh, he, you could see that relationship really coming together. And, and like you said, the, they're, they're starting to really, I don't say fall in love with him, but respect the hell out of him. And they're going to have decisions on their hands, dude. It's amazing. Jerry, and I'm going to I want to go one even further. You know, yeah. you just talked about Thibodeau knowing the history of this franchise, right? Mm. Dude, before he was a giant, he probably didn't really know what division they were in. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. He he admitted it. I know I don't watch much football. I only watched the last few years. The point I'm making, Jerry, is that he took it upon himself. Yeah. Okay, I'm a giant now. <laughs> I want to learn the tradition of this team. I want to learn who the great ones were on this team. I want to learn about their Super Bowl champion teams. Right? So he just didn't come in. And, and trust me, dude, when he came here, he probably didn't even know who Michael Strahan was. Right. 
Okay? <laughs> but he came here and he said, okay, I'm a giant. I want to know everything about this organization. I want to know what made great players in the past tick. I want to know how they did it. You know, he he, he spoke with guys at Stray Hand during training camp. Ozzy, Carl Banks has been talk, talking to him, for, talks to him a lot. Guys like that telling him, hey, you know, this organization, we had this guy, this guy, this guy, these teams, yeah. this thing. And he took it upon himself to know that. Not just like Jerry. Not like, okay, that's nice, but I'm going to make my own legacy. I'm not really worried about what some guy named Michael Strahan did. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So he took it upon himself to know this organization. Because I'm telling you, dude, he wasn't much of a football fan. He played it, obviously. We all know that. Yeah, but right. a so lot of guys, a lot of athletes, you know, you'd be surprised. A lot of athletes, they played a game, and they couldn't tell you what the hell's going on in the rest of the league. Yeah, right. Okay? Yeah. Um, but he took it upon himself to learn the tradition, the history of this organization, you know, um, and he—it was very important to him, very important to him, to be known as a closer. He takes great pride in that, Jerry. Yeah, he did it in Oregon. He takes great pride, and I remember back in—I think it was May, or maybe a June mandatory, something like that, you know. And 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 Banks told him, you know, hey, you know, we had some Mariano Rivera's on this team. You know, we had we had the straight hands when we needed the sack, you know, and he's kinda sure. you know, back in my day we had, like you said, the Lenny Marshalls, the George, George Mons, of course, some guy named Lawrence Taylor. Right. You know, um and Thibodeau was engulfed with that, dude. He he took yeah. like really and he, and he he goes, I wanna learn about you know, he told Banks, I can tell you this for a fact. I I, I wanna learn about that. You know, yeah. I, I wanna learn about this. I wanna learn you know, and yep. he started Delving into the Giants' history, you know, and like I said, dude, he could have been like, "Yeah, well, okay, whatever. I'm here. I'll get my ten sacks, and I could give a sh- crap less about, you know, <laughs> this yeah, guy and right, that right, guy." Right. And yeah. that. But he wants yeah. to. Be- and look, he's flashy, Jerry. He's a flashy kid. Oh he yeah, you could, tell wear- the, you could tell by the outfits he wears into the stadium. Yeah, he, look, look, Thibodeau. Yeah. Thibodeau's a flashy kid. He likes to wear the outfits. Yeah. He looks sharp all the time. He's a, you know, he's a big, handsome kid, and yeah. he's got the car. You know, he's got a, he's got the whole. He likes that. You know, he's, he's, he's a look. Earned he, it. You he, earned he, it, kid. You earned it. He didn't it. grow up with much money, so he's going to spend right. some money now. You know, and, and look, there's nothing wrong with that as long nope. as you are dedicated on the field. Because if I even call correctly, make you know, I think Lawrence Taylor was a little flashy back little in the flashy. day. A little bit. Little I think Deion Sanders was a little flashy back in the sure. day, right? Right. Right. But when one o'clock Sunday afternoons came around, you play football. Mm-hmm. You play football. Right. You're not thinking about, you know, what car you might buy the next day or what club you might hit or, or what outfit I'm going to wear. No, you play football. Yep. So I can give a crap less about the flash. And he always looks sharp, Tibbet. I'm around him all the time. He always he looks sharp. Dude, you know me, Jerry. You know me long enough now. I could give a crap less. What you wear, what you do. To me, you just show up. Like Lawrence, because we went through the Lawrence Taylor era. Okay, I remember Lawrence from his first damn day. Yep. So to me, you show up for your teammates' practice and you play and run through a wall on Sunday afternoons, I could give a crap less what car you're driving, what model you're dating, what outfits you're wearing, the whole deal. It's when you don't show that dedication, which we are having an issue with a certain other player on this team. First person I thought of. Okay, that's when I'm like... Don't even mention your name. Right, 89, that's it. Don't even mention your name to me anymore until you get on that damn football field. 
And Fiduce. I won't even, I'm not even. I just said yesterday, Chris. I won't even write his name anymore. I'm just writing his number, so you know what I'm talking about. That's it. So, so um, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Joey. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna no. say. So the fourth quarter, once again, down twenty to ten. Daniel marches him down the field. Big touchdown, Bellinger. Um, how how nice much throw is this too? Game? By the way, great throw. Uh, Daniel and with a Raven coming right at him. Right. So I mean, he had some nice zip. Some some man, he zipped that ball, the Bellinger, right? Yes, he did. He zipped that ball. Made some, you know, and Feliciano talked about it after the game, too. John said that. He goes, you know, he goes, Daniel could really wing it. He could throw it. Yeah. He could throw it. And he goes, you know, he might not look it because he's got the hair combed to the side, you know, the whole deal. But he's a tough guy. Yeah. This kid is a tough kid, man. Um, He's really earned the respect of his teammates, dude. You know, he really has. He really has. And, and And listen, man, at the end of that game, when they're kneeling down, and and the stadium is chanting, "Let's go Giants!" And how could you not get? A, how could you not be in love with this team, man? Like mm-hmm. the, the, the the fans understand it. It's not just five and one. It's what you've done to accomplish this, and right. with a flawed roster and great coaching and guys who were counted out and now are back. And you know, from Daniel Jones to Shane Zimenez, like these are the guys you're doing it with. And for them chanting, "Let's go Giants!" into the game, like in unison, it was like I haven't heard that in years. Like it's it's just. What a great feeling that was, and what a great moment! And it was it was cool to to see that even from TV. I, I can't imagine being there and going through that. But um, look, the the defense, uh, Ben, don't break yesterday. Um, Julian Love, and we'll just jump. We'll go to him now because we, we really have to talk about him. Not only because he's a Golden Domer, but really making. I, I guess you would say the play of the game, right? Uh, you know that that pick sure. and. Before that, though, you know, the, the deflection in the end zone with his left hand. Um, I think How about had, that play uh, by Julian? Right, right, right. He had a ton of tackles. And, and this was a guy that it, it just seemed like when he first got here, they didn't really know what to do with him, right? And then he moved to, they moved him to safety. And now they, they kept him in safety, but he's so versatile and he's so important. And I keep calling him the, the, George, the, the George Martin of this franchise and that he's there in the lean years. And I don't think I could be happier for a guy outside of maybe Sterling Shepard, Chris, but at least Sterling Shepard experienced 2016. They got to the playoffs, right? We, we know that was an anomaly, but they still got some success. Julian Love, since he's been here, right? Nothing. I mean, Barkley too, but for some reason, Love sticks out as somebody who, mm-hmm. through the lean years, performed well, and now he's kind of coming into his own with a team that is going to – looks like it could make some noise. So I couldn't be happier for Love. I'm glad we have him. Let's stop trying to upgrade safety. Let's just he's – our, he's our other safety next year. Sign him long term. Let's keep him here. And uh, <laughs> really, I mean, uh, you know, he kind of. Oh, sums dude, up this, you know, I agree with you. <laughs> he sums up this. Chris, he sums up this team like he's to outsiders. He came out of nowhere, but Giant fans are like, no, Julian Love can play, and now we have a coaching staff who's utilizing him the right way. And it's just it, it's him, Zimenez, Jones. Like it, this team, I, I how can you not fall in love with this team? And man? you know, let's not forget a few things. Leo Williams will be a little more healthier next week. Right. Aziz might be back. Yep. Yeah. Um, and a guy named Landon Collins. Yes. Yep. Is probably going to be active. I talked to Landon during the week, and you know, I, you know, he they can't give away things, plays. You can't sure. be like so. When are you going to be back? Well, I'm going to be back. No, they can't. They can't. <laughs> they don't do that. Okay. They right. just kind of. When you talk to them, you kind of get the feeling. Yeah. Right. And I kind of got the feel. I well, you know, Landon's a great dude, Jerry. Great freaking guy. You know, and yeah. I kind of got the feeling that. They need another week with Landon, and you might see him in Jacksonville. There's a very good chance you go to see him in Jacksonville, you know? Awesome. So there's another guy that's going to help you because, as you saw yesterday, you know, 
look, Jalen Smith, I, I was with Jalen in the locker room after the game. I love Jalen. He's a Notre Dame guy. We know that. But, mm-hmm. dude, he took so many wrong reads yesterday. So many yeah. wrong reads. Yeah. Um, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Jalen's an upgrade for what, you know, for what they have. But don't think Jalen's the most polished inside back. And he showed it again yesterday by taking some wrong reads. I'm like, what are you doing, Jalen? You know? is that, Chris, is that why no one picked him up in the offseason? I, I don't know if that's the main reason. Is that sure, the, I was going to say, is that I, the main reason? I, I'm sure that's one of the reasons. Like, they look at him and go, okay, yeah, this guy, you know, he can make some tackles. He'll be active. But he also does so many things in the run game where we don't like. You know, so I'm sure it's one of the things. You know, I, I can't speak for these other teams, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure that was a big part of it, Jerry. Right. But anyway, the point I was making is that, you know, you're going to get a healthy Leo back, and then you're going to get Landon down in that box. And Landon knows he's a box guy. I, mean, I, I was talking with Landon about it. You know, it was basically his safety days are over. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll, he'll play. He's been playing a little dime, a little, you know, Wink has him. But it's, he's basically down in a box guy. Okay, we know that. All right? Um, and he should help. In the run game, too. Because Landon, man, just, just looking at him, you say this, I was breaking his chops going, Landon, you look like a damn rookie. What the, you know, your body, you know, the way he's kept in shape. Yeah. And he just, he just laughed. And he's like, I don't know why people think I don't have anything left. Because I'm going to tell you right now, watch, watch when I get out there. Nice. Watch, you know. And I, you know, I said to him, I said, well, Landon, you know, do you, do you think you'll be back, you know, playing those safety days coming up and uh how you know how's it look for that i was trying to you know not be respectful by saying landon your safety days are probably over you know so you got you know you got to be respectful about it. so i said landon yeah, sure. do you yeah. think you're gonna you know you're gonna those safety days you're gonna be into play or you're gonna be down more and he was honest he goes no i'm gonna be down more he goes i you know I'm, i've been practicing in a dime and i'll be down in a box that's what wink wants you know and he goes but we'll see you know he goes like that he goes we'll see but if anybody thinks i'm finished we will you know wait till you see what i have left now we'll yeah. see how that plays out, but by judging by Landon, is it watching the way he was running around the field a little bit during last week, talking to him, seeing he's still built like a damn fire hydrant. He's he's healthy, you know. I think he can help these guys, bro. And look, he tried out. I reported the next morning. Actually, I should have reported the night before after the workout. But I reported the next morning. I said the Giants really liked him. They, you know, they loved his workout. He's going to be here. Just a matter of when, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So. Jerry, let, let me put it this way. Do you doubt Wink Martindale and Dable and Joe Shane right now when they say, hey, we're going to sign this guy because you know we think he could help us? Do you doubt them right now? No, they could tell me the earth is flat, and I'd be like, all right, maybe they have a point, guys. We have to figure this out. I mean, they could tell me anything <laughs> I mean, at this point. Yeah, you know. So. Um, so it, now, now, do you see Landon uh, supplanting Smith um, most of the time, or is he going to be no, in addition to? No, look, you know? Jerry, it's a rotation thing, man. You saw yesterday. Yeah. The snaps are distributed. Different yeah. game plans for different opponents. Okay. You know, yeah. last week, le- le- yesterday, a lot of three safety looks. Dane Belton was in there a lot. Yeah, Dane Belton. You know? Yeah. So Z- you just you just reminded me. You just reminded me by saying the words Dane Belton. Guys, we're going to take a break and come right back after this. Hang on one second. And we're back. Dane Belton, Kayvon Thibodeau, Wandale Robinson, Evan Neal, Dan Bellinger. Everyone's talking about the Jets rookies, and rightly so. They are killing it for them. But, you know, I think you tweeted it yesterday. Just give Shane another draft and an offseason with cap space and some maneuverability to do with the roster. They'll probably do something with Leonard Williams' contract, I would think. 
But these rookies, Chris, are contributing right away. Now, whether it's by default because they kind of had to play because of what we had, fine. But what a what a draft class so far, dude. Dude, do you do you remember what I said in training camp before the season started, Jerry? I said this rookie class is going to have to play, Jerry. They're going to yeah. have to yes. play. Do you remember when yes. I said that? Yep. Yep. Now we didn't know what they were going to do. Yeah. But I said, you look at this roster. I said, Jerry, these guys are going to have to step up. They're going to yeah. have to play because yeah. we're not good. <laughs> we don't have much depth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, here we are. These kids are playing. And now we get Wandell back yesterday. And a beautiful design, too. Beautiful design yeah. by yeah, Kafka. Sills, Sills a little rub by Sills. Yep. Co- I, I don't want to get off. I'm going to get it's back like- to the rookie class. But one quick thing. Coaching. <laughs> Coaching. How many times will you see a guy try to attempt a rub route and get an OPI on it because he just smashes into the defender? That's exactly right. I was going to ask you that. What? That's what made that. I was going to bring that up because a lot of times you get an offensive pass interference on that. That's a great call. Yeah. So when you work at it during the week, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, and Friday, I think Friday's red zone day, if mm-hmm. I remember right. I could be wrong enough. I think Friday's red zone day. So when you work on it on a Friday, and that play is going to be part of the package. Yeah. Okay? Yep. So you work on it. When Sills does that little clear, when he does that little in, you have to work on technique. You can't just run into, boom, and go like this, and you give the refs an easy flag. Right. No, you got to create that little interference on a defender where it looks like, oh, I'm just running around. I'm innocent here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. get that little separation for Wandale on his flat route. And I was breaking their chops after the game. Sills even told me, tell Wandell he owes me dinner for that route, for that touchdown. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay? That's great. Yeah. All right? <laughs> so perfect execution, great coaching by Mike Groh, the wide receivers coach, who's doing a great job of what he has. Oh, my God. Okay? Changes for what he has, yes. Great yeah. coaching, and his father was an excellent coach. Carl Banks told me his father, Al, was the best yes. linebacker coach he ever had. Yep. And that's called Banks, a Hall of Fame. I, I, he's on the Hall of Fame, Chris. Oh, he's a Hall of Fame in my eyes. Okay? So he does that little, and he creates that traffic, that little rub. Wandell gets the rest of his history. Coaching, dude. You got to yeah. coach that up right. You can't, you know, because if you don't coach that technique up right, you're going to get an OPI, 10 yards back, driver's done, good old, comes on the field, gets a field goal. Yeah. Little things, dude. Little yeah, you're things. Right. You're right. So, right, a lot of times that is uh, that's OPI. So, so getting yeah, back the rookies, to the, the so getting back to the rookie class, we talked about it. These kids are going to have to play, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to make an impact. They're going to have to play because we're not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, these right. kids are played. Wandell's back. He, you know, he he has an impact. We all know what Daniel Bellinger's doing. Yeah. Evan Neal had a real solid game yesterday. Okay, yes, he, he played well. And Azudu came in, too. I don't want to give him credit. Azudu came in. You didn't really notice when he came in. I didn't. So, um, yeah. So, uh, who am I missing, Jerry? Oh, obviously, uh, Thibodeau. You know, mm-hmm. and Thibodeau. Yeah. Right? And Dane Bell, the guy, and Dane yeah. you just mentioned, who was part of the package yesterday. He played a lot yeah. of snaps. Played 40-something snaps. Yep. Each week is different. So, when you're going to get Landon in there, he's going to be in certain plays. Look, I, you know, Landon, if Landon does play against Jacksonville next week, do I think he's going to play 50 plays? <coughs> Excuse me. No. But he's going to be part of what they want to do for that game plan, you know? 
And look, injuries suck, but there's one guy I really would have loved to see flourish in this defense is Darian Beavers, the six-round pick out of Cincinnati. That's another guy that's hurt. And you called it out the other day. Three guys with ACL. And by the way, DJ Davidson was contributing as part of the D-line rotation too. Yes. That's another one. Yes. And then McKethan never got on the field before, uh, you know, tore his ACL early on. And, and Darian Beavers, we saw in training, in uh, preseason rather, um, what he could do. And it would just be nice if he could have played. But this draft class, man, you, know, you don't want to grade drafts. But right now, these guys are, are on track to, you know, contributing for a, a long time. And it, it's, it's, like you said, it'd be nice to see what he can do with another one. Jerry, um, Jerry would, have, would there be any doubt if Wandell played all six games, he would have maybe three touchdowns right now? I was going to get to the next subject was Wandell. So, you know, he had his coming out party finally, and we saw like, uh, you saw a lot in training camp, but, you know, preseason in the games he played, you know, it was kind of like, wow, he seems really small. He's, you know, he's not doing much, but, you know, he's a rookie. He's a wide receiver, and it's a tough position to, to transition to in the pros, but saw yesterday what he could do. Um, is this the tip of the iceberg with him, Chris, yesterday, you think? Like, how much can he Absol- help this this pass? Oh, absolutely, this dude. Here. Look, they only ramped him up 20-something plays yesterday. They're yeah. going to ramp him up more. And you're going to see more as he's ramped up more. What, what I mean by that is you're going to see some jets with him. Yeah. You're going to see some smoke screens with him. Because he's real fast. You get him in space, dude, he could hurt you. Yeah. And most importantly, you got a little taste yesterday. When him in that red zone, he's going to be a tough matchup from that slot. You saw it yeah. yesterday. I mean, a nice little scheme by Kafka, freeing him up a bit. But he's a, you saw him in that route when he had that big first down reception. Nice route. Nice catch. Now, he did have a drop. Okay, he did have a drop. Um, that has to be cleaned up. Now, that was a big play, you know. Uh, perfect that was a, perfect pass, too. Yeah, uh, you know, then he's got to get yeah. those hands out a little bit. It was a little, you know, around his face. I'm, I'm not, not a knock but, on Wandale, Chris. More of a, a compliment to Jones. That was a beautiful pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he got it there, Daniel. You got to make that catch. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw some people, oh, it was a little up at his face. No, dude, you got to make that catch. This is the NFL. No, 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 no. No. But he dropped it. It was a good throw by Daniel. Oh, come on, Daniel got it there, you know? Um, so, but his kids, you know, you know, hey, this is the first time he, he played a full game, dude. He, he was out in the first half of game one. We haven't seen him since, you know, with the knee issue. And you can see how he's going to help this team. No, no question about it. And um, proving me wrong, Gary Brightwell with a nice return yesterday, 47 yards. Bounce, it looked like a bruiser, like he, like he was Earl Campbell or Jim Brown returning a kickoff. You know Bouncing what? off guys and... yeah. You know what's so funny, like Jerry? Uh, yeah. You know what's funny? So I'm at practice during the week, and Brightwell's working on kickoff returns. And I said to somebody next to me, I said, man, I, I <laughs> shows you what a buff food I am. I'm like, man, I can see them switching this up pretty soon. I mean, Brightwell's oh, just isn't working. Same thing. Yeah. Brightwell's just is not working out, you know? And then Brightwell turns out has a big 47-yard return, yeah. you know, to make me look like a buffoon that I am. Um, and, he, and that was big. That's right. Yeah. That was a big part of the game, too, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. But it was a game that if you looked at the stats, right? I mean, the rushing yards, especially the Giants, were absolutely gashed. Overall uh, yardage, their, their advantage. Uh, but it just seemed like it was one where we, we made big plays when we had to. And, again, it was a, a story of penalties, a story of turnovers. But, I mean, that was the one where you walk away and, and think, how the hell did that just happen? But, mm-hmm. man, this team is uh, – I, I, I said, I, you know, my column this week, running out of adjectives, you know, resilient – Overachieving, smart, disciplined, careful. Um, I don't know what else to say anymore. It's we're five and one, and on the horizon, guys, we have what Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, and Detroit. Are we going to win all four? I don't know. I mean, probably not. But would you be surprised at this point? I wouldn't be. Um, but you know, like you're, you're honestly looking at a solid seven and three through ten. Um, right now, the Giants have to win probably less than half of their games. 
go five and six the rest of the way and still make the playoffs at ten and seven. I'll say it: playoffs at ten and seven. Oh, absolutely, you got to talk like that now, right? Absolutely, dude. Five and six probably gets them in. Uh, without question. Yeah, right. Without question. <laughs> yeah. So this is what you have on the horizon now. You have winnable games. And then you got, look, you're going to see how real we are when we play a certain team uh, down the turnpike um, who I thought last night had a shot at losing. Um, but, they, you know, it was 20 to 17. They came back, whatever. You got two against Washington still. I mean, my Lord, Chris, uh, you know, 11 wins. Is that out of, question, out of the question now? No, it's not. This year is turning out. This year is the biggest surprise I've ever gone through. I'm sure you feel the same way of any Giants team I've ever rooted for. This is, a, this is insane right now. Hey, hey, let me tell you something, too, dude. You know, the yeah. Ravens, they were feeling good about themselves yesterday. I'll, sure. I'll tell you why. They, they blew a game against Buffalo two weeks ago. They felt they should have won. They held Buffalo like 330 yards of offense. Yep. Their defense was getting better. They turned around last week and shut down the Bengals. I think they held them on the 300 yards, win a 19-17 game. So they were feeling good about themselves coming into this game. So it wasn't like some tomato squad they beat yesterday. This is a John Harbaugh coach team. Right. No matter how they did it, the Giants, they still. Like you look at the Packers, you know, and the Packers got some issues going on. The Jets went in there, beat up on them a little bit yesterday. And, and Giants took them out last week. And this Raven team's a better team than the Packers right now. Yeah, they okay? are. Okay? Uh, you know, this is a John Harbaugh team that, you know, they felt, uh, that were feeling really good about themselves going in. Uh, so, uh, and like we said in the last podcast, after the Packer game, London, and but this the way these guys are playing and coaching and all that, is there any team right now that you, if they played, where you would say, no, they got no shot. I don't. It's going to be thirty-five-seven. Uh, we're going to get smoked. I don't think we have any shot of winning this game. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. After the Green Bay game, and now especially after the Raven game. I don't have that feeling, and it could be Buffalo, it could be Kansas City, it could be uh, the Eagles, it could be anybody. I'm not saying they'll win the game, I'm just saying that you have to feel they have a chance every yeah. game they're going to play the rest of the season. They still got to play Dallas once, and they blew a second half lead to Dallas. They still got to play the Eagles twice, and you don't know what Eagle team is going to be in December. You know, they're, they're, they're playing great football right now, but you don't know what's right. going to be in December. Sure. You don't know what the Giants are going to be too, but what I'm saying is that there's you know, there's no games you look at and say they have no chance of winning. I'm sorry. You yeah. feel good about every game. You feel they could pull out and win every game. The last, what are you, what are you six, uh, the last 11 games you feel they That's could 11. pull out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 don't, I go into games now knowing we're not going to get outcoached. We're going to get outplayed, outtalented. We're not going to get outcoached. Our coaching staff is top-notch. Offense, defense, special teams. We always had a good special teams coach in McGahee. Um, but I just, it's a, it's a, we always argue there. Not argue, but it's a matter of um, the right returner. But then 47 yards yesterday. But I just feel like, you know, we're not going to do anything stupid. We're not going to embarrass ourselves from a coaching standpoint. And it's, it's trickling down to the players now. And uh, it's fun to watch, man. It's really fun to watch this team grow. And it's fun to root for guys that really everybody, including some of us, cast off. And said, you know, I'm not going to be part of the future. This is a, this is a transition year. Tyrod Taylor. I wrote Tyrod Taylor will be starting by week eight, um, and then they'll move on next year to one of the top four quarterbacks. Who the hell knows now, man? Looks like right now, if I had to guess, Jones is coming back. But that's a lot. A lot, a lot of season left. A lot of things can change. But if you ask me right now, <laughs> Jones and Saquon will be here. But 
Th- things can change. But the way the season is going, in- enjoy this, Giant fans, because this is incredible. What an incredible surprise, a nice surprise this has been. I, no one expected them to turn it around like this. Nope. Nobody did. Nobody thought they'd be 5 one Nobody saw this coming. No. Nobody. Although we did pick the Giants, we didn't see five and one. No, we didn't see five and one though. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I think I picked. I, I think that was the first time I picked them. Well, yeah, if I remember right. Maybe <laughs> well, one time they just back you into a corner now, Chris. It's almost maybe like I against take Car- them until they prove me wrong. Yeah, I don't know, but took you know. Me, I think you took them against Carolina. Yeah, I think I might have taken them one other time. But the point being is that yeah. nobody saw this coming. Yeah. So. Um, anything else about the game you want to discuss? Uh, once again, Saquon. You know, he was pretty much shut down, but had a nice fourth quarter. Hey, yeah. and then, you know. And Kafka didn't abandon a run down 20 to 10. Right. He didn't just abandon a run like right. you see so many coaches do. And, and Barkley pointed that out. You know, we, we yeah. just don't abandon a run when we're down. You know, obviously, if there's a situation where you have to wing it every down. But they didn't yet. And Kafka yeah. stuck with it a little bit. And Saquon got some yards. Winds up, he wound up at 83 yards. And it's, a, it's satisfying to watch him hit the hole, hit the hole, hit the hole, maybe get one, two, one, two, and then break one for seven or eight. It's like, ah, oh, just keep at it, Saquon. Don't worry about getting the home run. We'd love you to hit the home run, yeah. but it's so much more important to hit the hole and get positive I, yardage. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. Oh, no. To get positive yardage rather than to dance and then wait for the big one to break. So I love, I love seeing his patience pay off. And that last run, by the way, um, that was a highlight film one that he slid on. I mean, the, the, the movie made at the line of scrimmage where he kind of busted back, looked like Barry Sanders and ran around the end, and I'm cheering, then he slid. That was probably his best run of the game from a talent standpoint, but I love the patience he shows now and the kind of keep at it attitude and just, you know, go forward, go forward, don't, don't get cute. It's good. They're going to break. So, Yeah, and, you know, they've been mostly a gap-running team. Yep. You know, so people are like, oh, you know, you got to run Saquon outside, those outside yeah. zones, yeah. Uh, you know, and all that stuff. No, they've been a gap running team, man. They've been a gap. They've been way more gap than zone running. You know, so Saquon's doing it all, man. No question about it. And it's now we're on to, uh, you know, we'll be on to a Jacksonville team that's coming in wounded, you know, not playing that well. And down there, you know, Doug Peterson. and um, Three-point underdogs we are. Yeah, there's not, you know, not much respect coming out of Vegas, bro. I think Vegas still feels the Giants are going to have one of those stinkers, you know, one of those clunkers. Yeah. You know, where, okay, this could be the week in Jacksonville, you know, like that type of yeah. feeling. That's what I get, yeah. you know. And, oh, hey, look, one, it might be, but I can't see that thing. happening right now. When they were up 24-20, weren't you glad it was four points? I mean, he's Tucker-wise? Yeah, because oh, Tucker. Course. Yeah, yeah. No, but, like, when it was 24-20, it was like, Oh, thank God it's not three because this game's going to get be tied. Oh, because as soon as they cross midfield, he's like, oh, he's going to tie it up. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> they get to the 50. I'm like, he yeah. can totally blast a 67 year old. Oh, shit. Without, qu- without question. You know, that's First what I was thing I thinking. Thought, I'm like, thank God it's four. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, dude? Um, with, the t- with the timeouts they had and the clock remaining, the time remaining, yeah. I was worried. I was like, look, they got time to go down and field and score a touchdown yeah. here. No question. Yeah, totally. It wasn't like, the, you know, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, they had time, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, Thibodeau ended that. So, um, yeah, so unbelievable win, man, for a team, like you said, statistic-wise, had no right winning, you know. Nope. But uh, here we are. Good stuff, buddy. Uh, all right, guys, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. We printed last night. Chris has a great article on Barkley and an interview with the Sills Army, David Sills. Uh, So if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. All right, guys, remember, Sundays are giant days, baby. Take care, everyone.
Bye-bye, everybody.